the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your host and world champion Wordle player. Are you playing that game? You know what I'm talking about, Wordle? I, I play it every day. I know the New York Times bought it a few uh, couple of weeks ago, and everybody's kind of bugged about that, and uh, it's gotten a little bit complicated. Uh, so people say, uh, but I'm, I'm still playing it. I'm still playing it, and I uh, hope that you're – I missed one the other day. What Wordle is is it's a game where you get – uh, it's an internet game, and you—you—it's a great game because you only get to play once a day, um, and you have to guess a five-letter word, and you only get six chances, and it can be any five-letter word, um, and you—you uh, you guess a word, and then it'll tell you if you have a letter in the right place or a letter that's correct but the wrong place, and uh, normally I get it in three or four. The other day I was so frustrated because I actually uh, had four out of five on the second guess in the right place. And apparently there's just a million words that are spelled the same with just one different letter. And I missed it. And I blame those people at the New York Times for making it complicated, as do many others of you. Uh, and I, I post that, you know, on Twitter or something and, and uh, with some remark. And so, yeah, I'm one of those annoying people that maybe you're seeing. Those green and yellow boxes that you see in your social media, if you're seeing that's that's what that is. Anyway, it's a fun game. And uh, it's only once a day. That's good. So then I can get the word and I can put it down. Um I hope that you're doing well, and that is not really the focus of your day. We're going to talk about some serious things today. This is Southern California Live. We're on 3 to 5 each and every weekday, bringing you to the table, hopefully to encourage you to help you understand the world events and things going on locally a little bit better, have some fun and some conversation about the issues of the day from a Christian perspective. So give me a call, 888-LA-TALKS, 888-528-2557. That's the number, 888 888- Five two eight two five five seven. I encourage you to put that right in your phone. That way you just have it ready to go. You can just say, hey, Siri, or hey, Alexa, or however you like to call, um, 888-528-2557. That's the number for Southern California Live. I've got my coffee, enough for me, maybe enough for you. So uh, let's get to it. Let's get to it. Um, lots of different things going on in the news. Yesterday, we talked a lot about uh, Russia and Canada. I'll probably keep you up to date on some of that. Um, they're expecting a big invasion from uh, Russia into the rest of Ukraine. Uh, the White House is saying sometime within the next 48 hours. So we'll see. And, um, you know, I want to encourage you to uh, pray about that situation. Pray for our president and the leaders around the world. Pray for the church, uh, Christians who are in um, Ukraine many of whom are going to choose to stay and uh, serve people if there's this kind of a battle and they need your prayers and some are going to leave and they're going to go to Poland or some other neighboring country. So a lot a lot is going to happen there, um, not just in global news, but in the body of Christ. Today, I want to talk a little bit more locally. Um, I It's no secret that crime is out of control in Southern California, but also in Northern California and, in fact, in major cities on the West Coast and around the country. And I have a theory, and a reason that I have this theory is because I've, I've seen it, and it seems to be playing out. I have a theory that in Los Angeles and then San Diego, we need to watch what's happening in San Francisco, because what seems to be happening in San Francisco, which is a, a serious mess, uh, 
Los Angeles is not too far behind when it comes to homelessness, drugs, crime, those kinds of things. And San Diego, where in San Diego you might always feel like, ah, we're not San Francisco or Los Angeles, but, uh, you know, you're on the path. Did you know that, San Diego? Uh, Did you know that uh, if you want to know where you're going in life or you want to know where you're going as a city or where where you're going as a country, take a look up a little bit and see what road you're on. Uh, that's the road you're on. You're on the I-5, San Diego, and you're on the I-5 uh, or the you're really on the 101 Los Angeles heading up to uh, San Francisco. And uh, so here's a question. Where does it stop and do we understand why there is such crime? And I want to talk about a situation in Los Angeles that involves the L.A. County District Attorney, George Gascon. Um, and maybe you're aware of what that subject is. If you've got the kids around, uh, I'll, I'll keep it PG um, with that, but uh, just so that you're aware of that. You can call and join the, you can call and join the conversation, 888-LA-TALKS, 888-528-2557. Uh, why is there such crime? I'm going to tell you something. This is something that I, I believe. I believe we are in a world where we are fully more concerned about offending the criminal than defending the victims. That used to be some ridiculous academia. When I was in college, you know, there was some kind of teaching about that kind of stuff and everybody got their feathers ruffled. But it used to be that you graduate college and then you get into the real world. And in the real world, crime hurts. In the real world, we care about victims. In the real world, drugs are going to kill you uh, and you should stay off of them. In the real world, things work differently economically. Uh, I went to college at uh, UC Riverside. I started out as a history or as a uh, economics major, and um, then uh, they made me take calculus, and then I became a history major, um, which worked out a lot better because you still have to count, but you just count years and only four digits, you know, 1997, 98, 99, 2000. Oh, see, you can do that. You can subtract and add. It's not too, not too bad. Um, and in the economics department, though, when I was in there, we had this one class that I took. I did end up taking several economics classes. And one of them, we had an unusual professor who was actually part of the graduate department at UC Riverside. And he taught economics a lot differently. And he said, here's something that you should know. He goes, I'm, I am from the upper division graduate department in economics. Uh, we teach capitalism and what actually happens in economics. He goes, so I'm going to teach things differently to you. The lower division economics professors are all communists. They're going to teach you that. But that doesn't work in real life. If you're getting a graduate degree in economics, this is what he said, then you have to come see me so I can straighten out all the phony baloney stuff they told you in the lower division. I'll never forget that. That was kind of the attitude, and I think that used to be it. But I'm not sure that's the case anymore. Uh, I'm not really talking about economics, although I kind of am. I'm talking about something that we're going to see here today, where why is it? that crime is out of control and there is lawlessness. There is, and last week I was in Seattle uh, for a family, uh, a family funeral. I think I might've told you that, that uh, my mother-in-law passed away uh, a few weeks ago and uh, that's hit our family pretty good. We were up there for a week. Um, We had some extra time up there with family and I ended up spending a lot of time in Seattle and in uh, Tacoma area. And one of the things, and you've probably seen some of the videos of it up there, um, one of the things that is going on up there is that police apparently are no longer allowed to uh, chase people unless you've committed a violent felony, which is, you know, uh, they have to be able to prove that you committed a violent felony. Then they can go after you. 
And one of the things you notice in downtown Tacoma is that there are skid marks in circles in the intersections of downtown, okay, just just uh, where obviously people have been doing donuts. And what's been going on is, is some people have been lighting a bonfire in the middle of the intersection. We're talking about downtown, right? So, you know, we're talking about, you know, an area that looks like, you know, I don't know, you know, Hollywood and Gower or something, you know, in that area where you've got some tall buildings and a lot of people. And what they're doing is lighting bonfires in the middle of the street and kids are spinning their cars around and donuts, which is fun. I used to do that in a dirt lot in my high school until my mom saw me and then I got in a lot of trouble. They're spinning their cars around and screaming and yelling. A whole bunch of people are there drinking and everything. The police aren't doing anything because they can't. It's crazy. And you're going, what's going on? This is the weirdest thing. Anyway, uh, I'll talk about that maybe a little bit more later. Uh, But this is this lawlessness, and it really is um, due to our godless culture that we're in. And I don't say that flippantly. I say that because when you take God out of the equation— then the only morality you have is going to come ultimately from the state. And if the state decides this is bad or the state decides this for whatever reason, then it is. That's how it works, and that's what's going on. Well, a major story in Los Angeles, L.A. County District Attorney reversed himself, according to the L.A. Times, of his opinion this weekend of the sentencing of a woman who assaulted a 10-year-old a few years ago. Now, let me make something clear. You've probably heard about this case um, there, Fox News and the LA Times reported about another news source is now recordings of this person in in uh, jail cells, basically gloating about the small sentence uh, that she got. And I want to make something clear here: when I say she, I mean he. Um, because when this was done, the person is 26 years old now, who goes by the name of uh, Hannah Tubbs. Um, but she was he, James Tubbs, and 17 years old. And what he did was he assaulted a 10-year-old girl, 10, 10 years old, 10 years old, in a bathroom at Denny's in Palmdale. Uh, that alone, we should just be outraged that that happens. There's a lot we can look into that. Why, why does that go on? You know, Things like that have gone on throughout history, um, but it does seem to be worse. I think a lot of it has to do with porn culture and, and things that you're going to go into a, a Denny's where there's some little girl in there who just went in there, 10, 10 years old. I want you to picture this if you got kids or if you were a kid, you're 10. My son, John, is nine. He turns 10 next month. Uh, he's still planning to turn 10. I'm negotiating. I would rather him just stay nine. Well, on our trip to Seattle, he wanted to use the bathroom at the airport by himself, and I wouldn't let him. I went with him. And uh, he was kind of grumpy about this, you know. He's big enough to use it himself. And, you know, there's been some times I let him go by himself in a restaurant or other places. But I went with him, and I finally said, you know, John, I know this is hard to understand. But sometimes bad people do bad things to little kids in airport restrooms. And they also do it at Denny's uh, or any other restaurant. This isn't pick on on Denny's. Uh, It's not their fault. Um, But here's the deal with this guy. Uh, he was 17 when he did this. Most of the time, that kind of crime would have been treated as an adult. If you're 17 years old, I would agree that you fully know what you're doing is is terribly, terribly wrong, right? Would you agree? I think 17-year-olds know that taking a young girl and pushing her um, against a wall with your hand and choking her while you assault her sexually I think you know that that's wrong at 17. I think every 17, 16, 
15, 14, 13, even a 10-year-old, even a 7-year-old probably knows that's wrong. That's what I think. And I think by the time you're 17, 16, 15, 14, maybe 13, 12, you know it's a crime. You know that it's a big deal, uh, that it isn't just getting in trouble with mom and dad. That is a big, big, terrible thing. All right. But so he gets treated as a child in court, and he only gets two years, uh, which was the maximum he could get, by the way. Why? Well, the reason was is the district attorney in Los Angeles, George Gascon, who used to be San Francisco's DA, by the way. See, it proves my theory that what's going on up there is just coming right down here. Okay, He did such a bang-up job up there that he decided to take on uh, Los Angeles with uh, some views like this one. He tried this person as a 17-year-old as a juvenile because he believes that adolescent brains are not fully developed until age 25. That is what he believes. Now, there's a whole lot of politics in this, and George Gascon is one of these um, uh, politicians who is uh, pushing, you know, for lack of a better word, you know, a woke agenda, but he's like way out there. And one of these people who believes that what we're trying to do um, with court cases is have some kind of equity and balance some things out um, and really on the side more of the perpetrator of crimes rather than the victim. And that's what happens. And so this guy, who was James but now is Hannah, although he still really looks and sounds like a dude um, because he is, um, something we know now is that he gamed the system, gamed the system because of some prison call recordings that were, re- that were released by Fox News uh, and picked up by other news outlets, reported about in the Los Angeles Times and elsewhere. Uh, well, he's in prison, and he's talking it up, and he's talking about how he's getting away with this. And here's a clip uh, of him talking to his dad. He's talking to his dad, and you can hear his dad's surprise at uh, what's going on. Play clip number one. Don't worry about it. It's a strike, but they're going to plead. I'm going to plead out to it. I'm going to plead guilty. They're going to stick me on probation, and it's going to be dropped. It's going to be done. Done. I won't have to register. I won't have to do nothing. For an offender, you don't have to register? I won't have to do none of that. So what are they going to do to you then? Nothing. So there you go. <clears throat> really nothing's going to happen. He doesn't even have to register as a sex offender. He'll be handing out uh, candy to the kids coming to his door in just a couple of years. And he will not show up on the little map in your neighborhood, and there will not be any protests. Um, and apparently he'll be wearing a dress. Um, maybe, maybe not, because I'm not really sure that that part of uh, his life is real either. Uh, there are other recordings of him where he's saying that he did this because he was hungry for some meat. We're talking about a 10-year-old, 10, 10 years old, a little kid. It is an evil thing, evil. You know, evil Evil's a good word because it translates well in every language. Did you know that? When uh, Ronald Reagan called the Soviet Union the evil empire, everybody got upset with him because he called it evil. But he did that on purpose. He did that on purpose because, A, that's what he believed. B, he was right. He's still right, by the way, much to uh, Mitt Romney's chagrin. And uh, he uses evil because that also translated very well in newspapers around the world in every language. We seem to have an idea of what evil is. What this person did was evil. Now, we're a Christian program. I want you to know that we do hope that maybe while he's in jail, he meets up with the chaplain and he gets to know that Jesus is his Savior. And uh, we want that for every person, even the, the most evil among us. And we do want that to happen. But that does not excuse 
the evil that is done, and it does not give us an excuse to not have justice for this little girl who now has grown up and is just completely devastated by this prosecution. And she is in therapy, and uh, she is struggling with so many things all these years later, and she certainly doesn't feel like she got justice at all. You want to talk about this? You want to join the conversation? Why is this happening? What are your thoughts about it? What do we do about it? 888-LA-TALKS, 888-528-2557. You can join the conversation right now here on Southern California Live. I'm Scott Farrell, your host today. 888-528-2557. So these things, these recordings came out. Now, what the LA Times is reporting is that what happened in all of this is that the DA, George Gaston, reversed himself because on, and he's now saying, well, we should have prosecuted him as an adult. And he's changing his opinion on how this is, uh, how this should have gone, is what he's saying. Um, But here's the thing. He insisted as recently as last week, according to the LA Times, that he was right to allow her to plead guilty in juvenile court, her, him, okay? Uh, Because... He was 17 at the time of the attack. And, but now he's reversed it, and he said that the, uh, this case is something that was complicated that he didn't understand. But he says this after these recordings are published or after he finds out about it. But here's the trouble for him. He told prosecutors in his office, and he told the L.A. Times, that uh, he didn't know about these recordings until they came out. But it turns out he knew about them three weeks ago. He even knew about them before the sentencing. He understood that this was going on. He has said publicly that he didn't, and now we know that he did. Uh, this is, it's just, there's just not a word for it. It is so wrong. It is so completely um, backwards from how things ought to be. The interesting thing that was reported today is that members of the association representing L.A. County prosecutors voted overwhelmingly in support of an effort to recall their crime-enabling boss, according to KABC. And uh, George Gascon, the Association of Deputy District Attorneys in Los Angeles, um, voted 98% in support of a new recall effort. 98% of the district attorney, 98% of the people who work for him are voting that he needs to be removed, 98%. You know what? Nothing gets 98% hardly in the world, right? That's just significant. And 80, 83% of the members took part in the vote, right? So a clear, huge majority think that their boss should be fired because of this. But basically what they say is that he's not upholding the law and that he is not prosecuting the worst of criminals. Um, you know, something I try to do. I used to work for some politicians and um, I've been in, I've been in meetings. I've had conversations with some of them. One of the reasons I ended up in ministry is that I wanted to be in politics and work in this kind of thing. But some of these politicians kept pouring their heart out to me all the time. And anywhere I went, suddenly I'm the, the local pastor, even in the campaign. But I got to see a lot. I got to know people. I got to know people in both parties who I got to have conversations with some people that you've heard of, and I got to hear their heart. And, you know, there's a lot of people who go into public service, into political office, most people, I would say, not to become corrupt. They go in with the, with the real intention to remove corruption. And this is true on the left and the right. They go in because they really do want to make things better, because they really do want to represent the people, because they really do want to improve things in the country. That's where people go in. Now when I talk to people 
who are in uh, going into this business, I say don't let it corrupt you because it takes about two years, and then you realize that most of your job is just running for reelection, and then you realize if you get reelected a couple times, well, now it's a career. You can make a lot of money, and uh, it becomes about getting reelected and not really your ideals. We need to get back to a place where it's about ideals. And I'm saying that because I try on this program and when I speak to people to give the benefit of the doubt to individuals who are serving. And we've had this conversation with the governor and with the mayor, mayors of all the cities. And uh, even if I'm critical, I try to find the balance there. And I always will ask us because the Bible tells us to pray for our leaders, whether we voted for them or not. You should be praying right now that President Biden becomes a great president. We need him to be great right now. Um, You can pray that he is great and that he doesn't get reelected and that he is replaced by somebody greater. That's fine, but we need to pray. That's important, and I want to say that. But I want to speak out on this because I think that the benefit of the doubt is over, that there is no longer a time for benefit of the doubt. I think that it is important that we are a people of grace and mercy um, that this is what we are commanded to be as believers, that we are to love mercy, but also justice, that we are to do justice. And what's happening here and what's happening in our state, what's happening in our justice system is not justice um, more and more often. And what's happened in this case is not just. And it comes from a corrupt philosophy. And if you really want to know what I think, I don't think this guy really is transgender for what it's worth. I think he's gaming the system there too because he knows that that's the politic of the time and that if I come out this way, and he's got other crimes, okay? He ultimately got arrested because of DNA that showed up, but he had had other assaults and other things. He's been a criminal for a while. I think he's gaming the system with the whole thing. That's what he even says to his dad in one of those recordings. He tells his dad, you got to call me her. It's important that you refer to me as her. you got to call me her. And that's because he knows that he's getting more sympathy because of that status, because of his pronouns that he's choosing. This is not justice. My friends, this has to change. You want to join the conversation? Join me. How do we fix this? 888-528-2557, 888-LA-TALKS, 888-528-2557. This is Southern California Live. Scott Furrow with you today on this Wednesday edition of SoCal Live. I'll be back in a couple of minutes. Stay tuned. Welcome back, everybody. Southern California Live. Scott Furrow with you today. I hope that you are having a fine afternoon here in beautiful Southern California. It's kind of chilly, kind of chilly actually uh, uh, out here um, right now. It has been uh, here where I am anyway. And a friend of mine lives in Maine, and he texted today that uh, it's a strange day when uh, people in Maine are finding it to be a warmer day than in Southern California. And I said, I said, you're right, we're dying out here. There's wind, there's some rain, and uh, it's 55 degrees, and we don't even have basements in this town. What do we do? Uh, the horror. Anyway, it's good to be with you. We have been talking about uh, District Attorney George Gascon and the way he got caught um, in uh, some stories that he was telling. Where he said he didn't understand. He didn't know that there were tapes of Hannah Tubbs, who was convicted for uh, sexually assaulting a 10-year-old girl a few years ago. Hannah was James at the time. And there's a whole lot of issues with that. And really what we're talking about, and if you're wondering, is there going to be a recall? Yes, and it's probably going to make it this time. There's a, they need 600,000 signatures, uh, and I think it's probably going to happen because it's gone crazy. 98% of prosecutors in L.A. County uh, 
voted to endorse the recall, 98% of people working for him. Time to make a change uh, with that. I mentioned that I was in uh, Seattle, and I just want to share with you some stories. You can call me, 888-LA-TALKS, 888-528-2557. If you have any comment about these things, you want to join the conversation, would really like to hear some of what you think we need to do as as the church. And I mean, yeah, there's there's the politics of it, and we need to vote. But I think that a lot of this is the result of something more. It's the result of a godless culture. It's the result of a culture that does not acknowledge that human beings have intrinsic value. And so the state then will put a value on human beings for various political agendas where certain ones will have more value than others. We do, we've done that. The state does that all along. We've had that in multiple different ways and directions over time. So I was in uh, Seattle and uh, gave some people in the family a little tour of uh, Seattle. My wife is from up there, her family, so we spent some time up there. I mentioned that uh, her mom passed away uh, a few weeks ago, so her service was there. Great lady. I I had a great mother-in-law. And uh, if I ever tell mother-in-law jokes, I tell them because mother-in-law jokes are kind of funny. But my mother-in-law was great. And uh, she was just one of the kindest people. You ever meet people like that who you, who are just so polite? They're even polite maybe when things have gone too far. So I used to do this thing where I'd tease her. She'd be done eating dinner, and she lived with us the last five years. And I would say, uh, do you want anything more to eat? She'd go, no, no, thank you. And I would say, uh, well, would you, you like some more mashed potatoes? She'd say no. I'd say, would you, whatever I've got on the table, right? I'd start there. Uh, we've got some more rolls. Would you like some more rolls? How about some more salmon? You know, we've got some some salmon because I buy it at Costco and, you know, I get a little bit too much. Um, you got some more salmon. And she would just keep saying, no, 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 thank you. And then I would keep going. I would say, would you, would you like some more to drink? No, no, thank you. Uh, well, maybe you want something different to eat. Would you would you like me to make you an egg? We've got some eggs. No, no, thank you. It's okay. And she, I would list everything in the cabinets, everything in the refrigerator. And eventually she'd figure out that I was teasing her, but she would still continue to just be polite to me. Oh, no, no, thank you. No, thank you. Or if you want, I can thaw out some pork chops from the, uh, from the freezer outside and I can uh, cook those up for you. Nope, nope, I'm fine. That's just the kind of person that, uh, that she was. Uh, I had to call her on the carpet once because she started making some claim about being growing up in the Depression when she was two or something. She didn't really grow up in the Depression. Anyway, great lady, knew the Lord. She's with the Lord, and we're grateful for that, uh, even though we, we are sad about her passing. Well, anyway, so we did have a lot of extra time with family, and a lot of family came from around the country. And my wife's side of the family, she was kind of the matriarch, I like to call her. And so big deal funeral for everybody. And kind of fun for us because we get to see people that we haven't seen. I met a sister-in-law that I had only met once. Uh, got to spend some time with her and some other family that I'd never met. But I was curious to see some things. Here's some things that I saw. Seattle, um, really, it can be a beautiful city if you've ever been up there. I, uh, it never rains when I go up there. And in fact, it didn't rain all this week. It kept saying it was going to rain, but it never did. And the family joke that is hardly a joke now, I think, is that it doesn't rain when I, I don't think it rains in Seattle. That's what I tell my family. I tell them that you people up here don't like people from California and they don't. And that you've made up this whole rain thing because you want us to think it's rainy and dark all the time. And you just don't want us to move up there. And everyone kind of laughs, ah, but I'll tell you what, in 20 two years of me going up there all the time, I have seen two days of rain. I've probably spent 250 days in Seattle. I've seen two days of rain. And I saw none this past week. 
we took some people downtown and it has changed. Um, it has, it's no longer really a safe place. A lot of the buildings are half full. Uh, and this is because of crime. This is because, uh, remember what happened when there was the, uh, um, it was in the summer of 2020. I think it was that summer. Yeah. And remember Chaz, the Capitol Hill autonomous zone where a bunch of people, um, overtook this whole area and burned down the police department, burned down some buildings, uh, shot up a few places, robbed a bunch of places, and then set up camp over this uh, several city blocks. The police left. They burned down the police station. The police were out of there, and they had this autonomous zone, Chaz, Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone. I was on the radio back then, and I used to have a segment I called uh, the Senior Pastor Autonomous Zone, or SPAS, <clears throat> and we enjoyed that. So I had fun with that, so I wanted to tour that. And I'll tell you what, the town is different. It's changed. And I haven't really been through there in about five years. It's different. It's completely changed. And some other family took me around just to some of the neighborhoods where some uh, of the stuff's going on. Did you know? And this is happening now in California, happening in San Francisco. I think it's probably beginning to happen now in L.A. Like I said in the past uh, segment, I think that what's happening north of us is just going to keep moving south till it gets into San Diego took me by vacant lots that are full of stolen cars and the stolen cars are being stripped right out in the open and the police are not allowed to do anything about it. I'm not even kidding. So somebody steals a car, they take it to this vacant parking lot somewhere and they start selling off parts right in the open. And we went to several of these places. There was one where this motorhome, kind of a Nicer looking motor home, but the side paneling had been torn off. I don't know. There must be some market for that, or maybe you melt it down. And it really was incredible to see this kind of lawlessness. And we're experiencing that in a lot of our, our cities. One of the things that I thought about, remember the movie Back to the Future 2? Did you ever see that movie? And uh, they... They go to the future and they fix something going on in the beginning of the movie in Marty's family, and this is where they steal the uh, the magazine, the sports scores magazine, and the whole idea is that they're going to go back in time now and they're going to gamble on the sports scores because they already know what they are. But the bad guy in the in that movie, Biff, uh, he is an old man, gets that, goes back in time, gives it to himself as a young man. Well, what that does is it changes the timeline. They destroy the the space time continuum, which is what. You know, Doc Brown was always warning about in those movies and uh, which also has one of my favorite slogans, you know, expressions in that movie that Doc Brown says all the time when Christopher Lloyd would say, great Scott. Anyway, so he would uh, in that movie, they go back in time and the timeline has changed. They go back to 1985 and everything is dark. They go back to their old neighborhood, but you can tell it's different. Suddenly there's bars in the window. There's crime. There's there's shootings in the street. There's drive bys. Broken cars, you know, cars, it's just, and it's just terrible. Everything is bad. That's what this is, my friends. That's what's going on in our state. That's what's going on here on the left coast. That's what's going on in some other places in, in the world today. Maybe someone did invent a time machine and Biff came back in time and changed things. Something crazy has happened. That is where we are. What do we do about it? 888-LA-TALKS is the phone number, 888-528-2557. This, my friends, is, uh, is where we're at. There was graffiti everywhere where it was like Hill Valley with Biff in charge. I think that's what we're doing. Maybe Biff should run for governor of our state. 888-LA-TALKS is the number, 888-528-2557. Now, all of that being said, there is some hope. 
Did you know that San Francisco has uh, had a recall election this last week? Uh, I'm not sure if it got talked about on this program or not, but uh, it's kind of a big deal because it says something to the rest of the country. San Francisco recalled uh, has a recall going against their current district attorney. That's going to happen in June, and he's gone. I think he's not going to make it for a lot of the reasons that I think is going to happen here in L.A. also. And the only people that they can kind of punish at the time of this recall was the school board. And they're recalling the school board members because during the pandemic, um, they had very serious draconian measures uh, on all the schools, not just masks and everything, but, I mean, it's really difficult on the kids there. And parents are finally mad. I'm mad. It's a parent. Um, and there's a whole bunch of things that went on. So the funny part, though, is they recalled the school board. They could only get three of them off of there in the, in the cycle of things. And they all lost. And the best part is that they, the school board members who lost and the teachers union came out and they blamed Republicans. They blamed Trump Republicans. Six percent of the vote in the recall election, six, were Republicans. That's it. You know why? Because there's only six Republicans in San Francisco. Only six. There is not a Make America Great Again hat anywhere in the region up there in our state. And uh, the reason that I think this gives us some hope is that it's real easy to come out and vote against the other party. It's really easy to come out and, and say, well, I'm a Democrat. I'm going to vote against these Republicans or I'm a Republican. I'm going to vote against these Democrats or whatever. It's a lot harder to recall your own, and it says a lot more if you're recalling your own. Now, the, the concern is that uh, the people who will replace them are going to be the same people with the same philosophy, just a different face and name, and San Francisco might have to learn that lesson. But I think this gives us some hope. I think, you know, to use the phrase, I think we're waking up. I think we've, we've somehow come to a point where we are saying these policies do not work, that spending all of your time during the, during the shutdown, not helping kids, not fixing the education system, but instead in San Francisco area, renaming schools and renaming schools because of all the offensive names. And not only did they include Abraham Lincoln in that list of offensive Americans that they need to change the names, they also included John Muir. You know who that guy is? Environmentalist Supreme. He's a guy who, who are you, and uh, it's uh, John Muir is such a huge uh, figure. There's John Muir Parks. There's John Muir this. We wouldn't have Yosemite if it wasn't for John Muir. But uh, I don't even know why he was protested against, but he must have done something bad. He must have uh, you know, said something bad to somebody at some point, and he's canceled. That's what they're spending their time on. I think this is a really good thing, that a really good indicator that maybe things actually, as hopeless as they seem, are getting better. What are your thoughts about it? 888-LA-TALKS, 888-528-2557. I got to take a break, then I'll get to your phone calls. 888-528-2557. This is Southern California Live, Wednesday edition. I'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. Southern California Live. Good to be with you. Good to hear from uh, Huey Lewis. And as we're talking about how California has uh, in the West Coast has turned into 1985 Biff's version of uh, Back to the Future. If you remember that movie of Hill Valley with all the crime and different things. But there's also some hope as uh, we are seeing people wake up and even challenge their own their own side of the argument. Let's go to the phone. It's here in a second. 888-52-TALKS is the phone number. 888-528-2557 if you want to call in. Henry from Glendale, welcome to Southern California Live. Hi, Henry. You still with us? 
Henry from Glendale. He's been holding for a little while there through the break. Henry, we're going to check on. We're going to check on Henry. He's still there, but he's he's not there. You know, he's probably uh, googling uh, uh, different name changes for all the high schools. One person told me during the break that they went to a John Muir High School, and we, we had mentioned right before the break that uh, all the name changes that of high schools and schools that was going on in San Francisco. It's one of the reasons that the school board got recalled. Um, also, a lot of uh, different uh, and recalled, by the way, by by people on the left, people who might otherwise support some of those things. Um, and that, I think, is something that is important. We might talk about this a little bit in the next hour. But something that should fit into our politics, and I think this will really help things, is that we do have to call out our own. When Jesus tells us in our interpersonal relationships to remove the log from our own eye so that we can see clearly enough to remove the speck from our neighbors, that fits in our politics. Imagine if Republicans spent some time correcting Republicans and what they're doing. Imagine if Democrats spent time saying to their own party, hey, we're not doing this right here, instead of just trying to one-up each other and, and trying to win. I think that's one of the big problems that we have in our culture today is that we are so determined to win, we are so determined just to beat the other person that we're sacrificing what is true and what is right. We seem to have lost the ability to prioritize. We've lost the ability to acknowledge that maybe the other side has a point about certain things. We've lost the ability to call out our own side when we do wrong. That used to be a big, that used to be something that we did. Now we just, we just don't do that as often. Uh, And I think a positive thing maybe that is happening is that when we see these recalls, particularly when they're happening, uh, when people are recalling their own people, it's positive. Now, the negative will be if they just replace them with the same people with the same philosophy because I think the philosophy is ultimately the problem, that we have been teaching a lot of things that are academic in nature that are not based in the reality of the universe. And when I say that on this program, what I mean is they remove in whatever doctrine they're holding to Genesis 1 through 3. There is no creator there is no male and female. There is no sin. There is no fall. There is no curse. Um, a whole lot of stuff. When you remove Genesis 1 through 3, um, it, it actually impacts the way you think about everything. See, if there's no creator at all, uh, I'm not even talking about six days versus young earth or old earth and that kind of argument. I'm just saying if there's no creator at all, then all we are is dust in the wind, as the old song used to say. And if all we are is dust in the wind, and all we have is science, science that tells us that one day the sun's going to explode and destroy everything, um, you know, then we're going to have some pretty crazy philosophies. And if there's no male and female made in the image of God, then we're going to have people like the Tubbs character, who we talked about in the first section here. All right, I got Henry back. Henry from Glendale, welcome to Southern California Live. Hello. Hi, Henry. How are you? Hi. Good, 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 good. I'm glad I was able to get through. Can I give you my opinion? Oh, yes. I'd love to hear your opinion, Henry. Basically, uh, I think that we are in the middle of, of a cultural and civil war in this country, and I think it's a lot more serious than anyone wants to admit. Uh, as a Christian, I feel that the federal government the Democratic Party and, and the state of California have, have been declaring war on Christianity for many years now. And I think it's time for Christians 
to become active and militant if necessary. I mean, look what happened. Well, wait a minute. What, what do you mean? What do you mean, militant? Can you define what you mean by that? I mean that if if we're attacked, we have to fight back. Look what happened in Canada. I never thought Canada would become a dictatorship. Canada is now a dictatorship. Now they they want to do that here in the United States of America, and I think we Christians need to wake up and realize that. Uh, they just want to destroy us, you know, take away the Ten Commandments. The schools are a mess. I thank God my daughter put uh, my little grandson in, in a Christian school because we don't want him coming home one day and say, Mommy, I want to be a girl. Is that okay? I mean, it's insane. <clears throat> There's it's a lot insane. of crazy stuff going on. You know, we may talk about this a little bit more, Henry. Thank you for your call. Um, you know, I want to be careful about the, the militant thing. Sometimes people call and they, they do that. Let me say something about Canada, by the way. Trudeau ended his emergency powers just a few minutes ago. Did you know that? That just came across. And we talked about the Canada stuff yesterday, and it was scary. But, uh, you know, it's scary that in a democracy that happens. But there's also something else that we should still have some hope. And I do agree that we are in a, with Henry, that this is uh, a moment, you know, of cultural civil war. But I don't agree that we take up arms, um, that that's what we're called to do here. Who are you going to shoot? You know, and where does this begin? Where is uh, Jesus and all of that? Is he telling us to take up arms? There's no place in the scriptures where Jesus tells you know disciples that what they need to do in order to win people is take over the Roman Senate and get the right people elected. That never happens. And historically, when Christians have decided to uh, sort of take up arms to deal with things, um, it goes very badly for Christians and for the kingdom of God. Historically, that's bad. That's why people keep bringing up things like the Crusades and the Spanish Inquisition, and uh, there's a whole lot of stuff that we get in trouble. So, you know, Henry, I understand that frustration, Um, but, you know, I think when we look at, say, the Canada thing and... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out here on a limb and say I haven't read all the story here, but I think the reason that Justin Trudeau, the Canadian prime minister, has relinquished his emergency powers is because he's read the polling data. And the polling data in Canada says you are finished. His dad, by the way, did that. His dad was the prime minister in 1970, and he instituted this, and he got voted out because of that. His whole party lost badly because he was, it was supported for about a month, and then people said, what are you doing? And uh, because we have this power of the ballot box, we need to use it. I would encourage everybody to vote. And I would encourage us to make sure that the people that we're voting for are also held to account. And this was something I was getting at before, that maybe there's some hope with the recalls that we're seeing in in Los Angeles. You know, in Los Angeles, if the recall is going to go through, Democrats are going to have to remove a Democrat. Uh, That's what's going to have to happen. In San Francisco, Democrats removed Democrats. Six percent of their vote was Republican. Six. Twenty-four percent independent. Everybody else was a Democrat. That's how it's going to have to happen here on the left coast. You know why? Because if you're a Republican and you're wondering what's wrong in our state or you're feeling like uh, you can't win elections, the reason you can't win an election is because our state is full of Democrats who vote for Democrats. And if we're going to win and make change in this state, Democrats are going to have to come along. Uh, That's how that's going to happen if uh, people on the right want to do that. And this is why I think it's important 
that we take a look, we take Jesus's advice, and we look at our own party. And we make sure that the people that whatever party we're in, Democrat, Republican, whoever you're putting up there, is somebody worth voting for from the standpoint of character, from the standpoint of their ability to govern, their understanding of how the system works. These things matter. They, they ultimately matter. And the, the culture war problem, I think, is that we don't think character matters. And yes, I think that we have this problem on the left. That's why we have a lot of weird pro- policies. But the right's got some problems too. I'm not really a big fan right now of some of the praise that's coming from people on the right about Vladimir Putin. I don't care how bad you think Biden is or how bad Obama was or how bad you might think Donald Trump was. None of them are Vladimir Putin. They're just not. They're, they're not that bad. They have never been dig- – even Justin Trudeau is not a dictator like Donald Trump. Justin Trudeau is ultimately still accountable to the voters, even though Canada has a different system. When you get into it, he was not going to go very far with that emergency power. And also another thing about the trucker convoy that went up there. We talked about this yesterday. They did not get violence as far as we could tell. Didn't see it. They, they blocked off some roadways and maybe there's some illegalities with those kinds of things, but we didn't see violence. And my friends, Jesus was not a pacifist, but he was nonviolent. There's a big, big difference, okay, between those two things. And in a minute, I don't have time to, to get into that. But I want you to think about that. If our instinct is to go violent, it always goes bad for whatever group when things get violent. Um, or it goes bad for the whole country when the violence isn't quilled. That's one of the problems with the violence is that if we're not stopping it, things just get bad for everybody. Um, and the protests and things that we are seeing, whichever side you're on, if you were Black Lives Matter, if you were January 6 people, you know, it's the violence that occurred that discredits the movement, whatever that movement is. Do not think for a minute that taking up arms is the first resort or the second resort. There's a time... But, you know, even when our founding fathers took up arms against the British after they had put the tea in the ocean and they had done a bunch of other things, what they actually did was send over a piece of paper saying, hey, we're done, we're declaring our independence. And Britain, Britain started the war, not us. They took up arms to defend themselves. They didn't take up arms to remove the British from our are uh, from uh, the United States or what became the United States. All right, lots of things we can talk about. Maybe we'll hit some of that the next hour. And I want to remind you that you can go to kkla.com if you're in uh, listening on KKLA or kprz.com if you are listening in the San Diego area and check out all the different things that you can see on that website. Part of being a radio family together in the family of Christ is that um, there are a lot of things that we can talk about that we can bring back to our congregations, our different traditions, and remember that we are one church together, and radio helps us do that. This is Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow. We'll be back in just a few minutes with our Wednesday edition. Stay tuned. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.